Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 79 of Internet Marketing. I have with me, not in the laboratory, but on the other end of Skype, Mr. Kelvin Newman. Hello, hello, hello. Despite being in the same town, I am using the powers of voice over IP to talk to Andy. That's right, even though we're very right next door to each other. <laughs> yeah, it, it, no, it's, it's, both of us are very, very busy, so it's that kind of few minutes spent walking over. We managed to save that and record a little bit more time by doing it over Skype, so I'd be interested to hear how... My super sexy SM58 sounds over Skype. So, yeah, I'd be interested to hear how it sounds. Well, yes, we're both so busy. Well, after having made ourselves both sound very important, <laughs> let's move <laughs> on with the, with the content. So, so a few announcements first, then we've got a couple of uh, tools and a couple of bits of news, haven't we? What are your announcements first, Yeah, Calvin? Yeah, so I mentioned in the last News and Tools um, that we were launching the affiliate scheme um, for the premium podcast. So for um, the guys who might have missed a few of the last episodes, if you're just picking up, if you've been away for a little while... Um, We've launched a premium service with the podcast where you get a daily training video essentially that lasts about 10 minutes every day. And we know for a lot of you guys um, that you've got friends or colleagues who might be interested in that, even if you haven't signed up yourself, um, who might be interested in signing up for that service. It's about um, £200 a year it costs or £20 a month. Um, but we've got an affiliate scheme set up. So um, tw- you get 25% commission on that. So if someone signs up for a year, you'd get um, about 50 quid. Um, I don't know kind of what that equates to in dollars at the moment because it changes so much. But um, yeah, so kind of quite a healthy commission for people there as well. So if you're a fan of the podcast and um, have looked at the premium service but doesn't quite fit for you, but you've got a friend or colleague or um, some peak clients who might be interested in it, you can sign up for that affiliate scheme. Um, I've not got the link up on the website at the moment because I don't want I want to kind of keep a, a, a managed flow of the affiliates as they sign up so I can mm. kind of keep hold of everyone and explain what's going on. But people are interested in recommending the premium podcast and getting a nice bit of a kickback for that, they can send me an email um, to Kelvin, so that's K E L V I N dot Newman at sitevisibility.com. Um, and I'll include the email, it's always in the show notes. But if you send me an email on that one with the um, affiliate in the headline, I'll um, send you the details of how you can set yourself up and start earning a bit of moolah for recommending us. I like the way you call it moolah, Kelvin. Is that money? Yes, Dosh, Dosh, or Wonga, uh, Redis, or Green, or whatever you want to call it, really. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Kelvin, you're, uh, just tell us quickly about this book you're writing. So I know you were writing this link. Is it link building? Yeah, book? yeah, I've kind, yeah, I've kind of, um, and a few of the people on the premium course, I've um, in the process of sharing this with, with those guys there. But um, yeah, I'm kind of working on 
Um, it's working title, although it won't be called this when it's finished. It's almost like an encyclopedia of link building. And I kind of want to build this in a fairly community-based way. So one of the things I want to try and do is get people involved in the writing of it before, before I'm completely finished. And one of the ways I wanted to do that was with the listeners of the podcast. Now, all the people in the premium sector are going to get a chance to read the whole thing before it goes live. But I wanted to send out a few sample chapters um, to just the people who are normal listeners to the audio podcast. So if anyone's interested in getting a sample, sample chapter of a book I'm working on specifically about link building and how that can help you in SEO, but also kind of in social media, Again, my email, if you drop me a line there mentioning the book, I'll make sure I send over a copy to you there so you can have a quick read of that. And actually, you'd be doing me an absolute huge favour there as well because I'm really interested to get people's feedback on how it's sounding and what they think and whether there's areas I can improve. So um, if you enjoy the show, in fact, do me a huge favour. That would be fantastic if people could drop me an email, kelvinnewman at com, and I'll send you over a sample chapter. Excellent. I think that's a good way. It's a good way to write a book, actually. That is getting feedback. Yeah, as I, you mean, go along. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I'm not kind of. It's not at this stage where I've kind of got deadlines or anything like that to work to, and I just kind of want to make the book as useful as I possibly can. So, getting as many people's opinion and feedback will hopefully make that a whole site easier. Excellent. So, just before we move on to tools, just a quick reminder to people uh, that yours truly, me, Andy White. I've now got my own podcast called Podcasting Advisor at the website podcastingadvisor.com. That's the American spelling with an O-R at the end. If you want to just check that out, um, I'm on episode seven now. So hopefully you could find that useful if you, if you want to start your own podcast. Yeah, I know we've got loads of people. Yeah, Andy, I, I know that I've, loads of people who listen to the, um, the podcast are podcasters themselves. And I've been having yeah. to listen to, I've been listening to Andy's podcast himself there. So yeah, if you're at all interested in making your own podcast, give that a check out because... I rate it very highly. Thanks, Calvin. I'll, I'll give you the tenner later. Right, uh, <laughs> so let's move on to tools. Uh, what's, this, what's this Twitter Times all about then? Yeah, so basically, there's. Um, I know personally that as much as I love and soak hours and hours a day into Twitter, it's very easy if you've got a couple of busy days or you go away on holiday or the like to you know, lose all the links and all the information that you get from that. And personally now, because I don't read blogs so much, I don't look at places like Dig and all that kind of thing, I've signed up to a lot less emails, I use Twitter as quite a great discovery tool of finding out what's going on on the web. And what I find is if I disappear off Twitter for a few days, I kind of miss out on that information that's there. And Twitter Times, and it's got a really weird URL here, so it's like Twitter, T-I-M dot E-S, like you'd get from Spain. So hmm. Twitter, Tim. Oh, it's ES, using so. a top-level domain as the end of the word. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Very, very I wasn't cringing then, honestly. <laughs> Um, and what, what that does is you have to, it takes a little bit of time when you set it up the first time, but what it does is it, um, takes your, you see, you give them like your username and it takes all the people that you follow on Twitter and kind of aggregates them all together and looks at what they are linking to and then kind of creates almost like a newspaper, um, or a kind of personalized version of dig or a personalized version of, um, delicious or whatnot of what all your friends are linking to. And what it does that's quite clever, it then sort of ranks them in terms of importance So if, if mm. important, you know, how important they are. So if lots of your friends are talking about a particular topic, it'll appear much higher up the page there as well. And what it also does that's quite clever is it takes friends of friends as well. So it looks at not only just what of your friends, what are they sharing and talking about on Twitter, mm. but it also shows you um, kind of what, their friends are talking about as that's well. That's interesting. So it's a real great way to get a grab yeah. on what's been going on over the last couple of days um, and being shared on Twitter. And so basically, what even... it, it sounds like it's aggregating all of the um, links of your social network, I suppose, effectively, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it does it all for you kind of automatically. You don't have to set anything up. You just do it and leave it and go back to it whenever you fancy. 
And you can even look at kind of other high profile users followers as well. So like you could look at maybe who's following, um, you know, who like someone famous is following. So maybe I think they've got Mashable on there as a setup. So you can see who Mashable are following. Mm. Um, use their sayings important as well. So yeah, quite interesting there for all kinds of different reasons. But I use it if I'm now I'm going to be off Twitter for two or three days because I've got to get my head down and get lots of work done. I know I'm not going to miss out on what's being shared there and what's really interesting. So great time saver from that point of view. Did I hear you say it presents itself as a newspaper as well? Yeah, it kind of the look and feel of it is a bit like a newspaper. So it looks a bit like kind of the New York Times design and all that mm. kind of thing, which I think is quite a nice way of thinking about how newspapers could work. I mean, I don't think yet for this Twitter Times they've got it as an iPad app, but I think that would work really well as well. I'm trying to remember. I remember ages and ages ago there was there was another something on the internet that presented itself a bit like a newspaper, and I'm I'm not going to be able to remember it. So I'll see if I could dig it out and put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's like I'm sure that I think there's been quite a few of these kind of ideas around before, but this Twitter Times one it's one I use fairly frequently that I think it's a pretty good execution. What is kind of Quite a common idea, but you know, not many people manage to get it right, and I think Twitter Times have got it pretty well nailed. Now, Calvin, can you think of a, a way this could be used for the internet marketer, putting you on the spot? Um, well, no, I mean, I think the way that you, I mean, the way that I use it is we, I know that everyone is very, very busy, so there's all kinds of information that I can be using every day to improve my internet marketing. So, you know, new tests that people have carried out, or new techniques, or new tools that are being launched, but I don't have time to keep up with that. And it's a great time saver, so that's one way you could use it as well. But also, potentially, you could then, if you were a kind of publisher or operating in a niche, if you have your Twitter account and you're following people around that, um, and then you set up this Twitter Times, that almost acts as kind of a, a reading list for you on your blog. So if you need to find content to reference on your... So say you're, um, I don't know, a uh, you work around kind of international development and charities and that, and you have... You, you have a follow list of people who are all very respected, know what they're talking about on that topic. You've also got a blog about international developments and charity stuff, and um, you need stuff to write about. But uh, when you sit down to come up and write your blog post ideas, you're a little bit stuck for ideas. If you then went to your Twitter Times setup that you had there, you'd have five or six stories, all that various people in your network think are important. Maybe there's some way that you can spring off those articles that are already there to help you produce content. Mm. So kind of it can act as an inspiration, I think, there as well, or kind of a, a reading list as well. Well, this second one, voice.com. Yeah, it's got a bit of a strange URL. Um, basically, it's a, a, a friend of a colleague of a friend or something like that. I've got a connection, and they pointed it out to us. And it's basically spelled V-O-I-S-S-E.com. Is that V for victory? Yes, yes. Right, so it's okay. kind of like voice, but rather than having a C, you've got two S's. Voice.com. Yeah. yeah, and basically what it is, is kind of a bit like audio boo and the like, mm. um, but it kind of allows you to record and produce podcasts or audio with screen um, screenshots and the like uh, that you can then um, sell. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So you can use it for free. So maybe if you've got... um, some, you, you know, you kind of want to produce a podcast like we do here, get it out there and let people listen to it for free. You can do that with voice as well. But if you mm. kind of wanted to do a paid for one where you kind of have certain podcasts where there's a paid for element, voice would allow you to do that. It's a marketplace oh, for that. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's a bit different for the approach we've taken with the premium podcast where we've gone with Subhub and that is a membership site where you only get access to the pages that have the links to the content. If you're a member, voice works a bit more kind of like an e-commerce system, a bit like a kind of iTunes for podcasts is what I think they're trying to go for. Mm. Um, quite an interesting idea there. I mean, I know there's ones like Audio Boo out there as well and various websites that make it quite easy to record um, audio and get it up online with, like from your iPhone almost. And voice is kind of one of those types of sites. But I think kind of an interesting idea. So do you, I'm just trying to get my head around it. Do you record locally and then upload your file, or does it have an iPhone app or a, you know? A um, I think app? You, yeah, it's got a mixture there in terms of how you go about doing it. So you can record it um, online in a browser. You could use your phone, or if you've already. So there's kind of a widget that then uses your microphone on your computer. Yeah. Or there's an app that you can use your phone for. Or if you had like an MP3 recording, so if you've gone out and recorded it on your your portable recorder you've done an interview with someone, you could then upload it afterwards. Mm. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's an interesting idea. I think they're going to have a, a, um, a challenge there because there's kind of lots of people launching ideas around this. Mm. But if you're looking for kind of a fairly easy way to um, get your content, particularly audio content, up online, um, kind of podcast content, and start selling that, if you can use a platform that already exists, that saves you a huge amount of time. And then you can concentrate on doing what you're good at, which is producing the audio. I should check that out and talk about it on my other podcast, shouldn't I? <laughs> no, it sounds like an interesting one. I mean, yeah. I've, I've not used it extensively, but I think it's an interesting idea. And I think for a few guys who want to kind of monetize podcasts, well worth exploring as an option. We've kind of gone down the private membership site, mm. but there's other ways of doing it as well. Interesting. Okay, we'd better move on to news. Now, it sounds to me like uh, Yahoo is, is, is in its agonized death throes. Yeah, I mean, there's been, um, you know, the... The merger of Yahoo's um, search with um, Microsoft's Bing search has been on the cards for a long time. It had to go through the whole process of being approved for competition and all that kind of thing. But as we speak and record, um, and possibly even by the time this podcast goes out, um, the changes have started to occur. So people are starting to now get Bing results on Yahoo.com rather than Yahoo results. Um, Hugely significant because they'll be merging their pay-per-click networks as well. So you'll only have to use two networks rather than three. Um, Your ranking checkers will show exactly the same for Yahoo and um, Bing. All kinds of ways that it's going to make it life a little bit more simpler. And potentially as well, because you've got that one set of search indexes and one group of searches, 
you'll be able to take it a bit more seriously. Quite often we get people say, oh, well, how can we optimize our site for Yahoo and Bing? And normally what we say is, well, don't worry about it. They use a very similar algorithm to Google, not completely identical, but similar. Um, and so many people search on Google compared to the other two individually, it doesn't really warrant any specific attention or tactics to promote to those search engines. However, as soon as these two join, there's a greater likelihood that that, you know, they, if they differ the way that their algorithm works because they've got enough of the market now um, combined together, that it'll start to deserve and warrant a little bit more attention than perhaps it did in the past. Mm, interesting. interesting. But I mean, it's probably good news. I mean, in one way, we're losing a competitor to Google. So that's, you know, Google absolutely own a search marketplace here in the UK and Europe. And it's, you know, nearly as big in the States, but not quite. Um, and yeah, you know, that's really, I think, as much as I love what Google do, I think they need a healthy competitor to try and challenge them and keep them on the straight and narrow. Um, having less competitors probably isn't a good thing, but if that does mean you get one decent, reasonably well-resourced competitor, that's got to be good for the marketplace. Okay. Foursquare. Yeah. Um, so today, when I was doing a bit of research, um, what popped up is um, Foursquare, um, the kind of location-based social network, had their 10 millionth check-in. That was me now, this morning. Was it you? Oh, yeah. well done. Did you, yeah. did you get like a, one of those flashing banners that say uh, with the balloons and a big red button that means you've, you've won a, a million pounds with it? No, or? five scantily clad girls just popped out of nowhere and said, congratulations, you're, you're the 10 millionth per, uh, person to check in. And what did you win? Uh, a balloon. Balloon. Well done. Well done. Well, wear, wear your balloon with pride because mm. that's, that's a lot of check-ins that Foursquare have got there. I mean, I, We've not really talked a lot on the, um, the podcast about um, location-based networks, of which the two main ones are Foursquare and GoWalla. Um, but they're really, really, really starting to get a huge amount of momentum. And you're starting to get those situations where you've got businesses that have got a lot of money to spend using it and starting to get some case studies of using it successfully. I mean, so you, you're saying, I've not really used it, Andy, as an individual, because yes. I think for most people, um, do they really want to know where I am? And I know there's a lot more to it than just that. But well, I've, really I've used that. it. I, I'm at the stage that I was with Twitter about a year and a bit ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've, I'm just kind of using it as an experiment. But I'm seeing more and more articles appear online about how it can be used for business. And actually, I found myself talking to particularly cafe owners who always seem very grateful, have, you know, having me having told them that they should be using it to promote their uh, their offers and things like that because you know there's a lot of cafes in Brighton and a lot of the a lot of my friends who I'm following on Foursquare check into cafes a lot they just like to sit down and work at a cafe and if a cafe's mm. having a special deal uh these people are going to see it all yeah no i mean i can see that there's definitely a value there where you start making connections between you know, enabling people to kind of interact with a brand online when their main interaction is offline. I.e., you go into the shop and do it, but you kind of still get a connection there off the back of that but, um, that you can use anyway. So I can see the benefit there at that side of things. Mm. But um, what I'm struggling with is where you kind of get my Twitter stream filled up with people telling me that they've gone to this cafe, then yes. they've gone to that pub, <laughs> and you know, which I can see that it'd be quite handy in some cases. You know, particularly with your closest social network. So it's mm. kind of you know, your mates who you would happily go and have a a beer and a pint with. But for those kind of middle ground social network contacts where you're kind of like, well, I probably wouldn't have much more than five minutes to say to them, but I'm really interested about what I've got to say online. Am I really interested there, you know, in this cafe at this point in time? It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, that train station. I, um, 
I'm wondering if it's more a tool for the social uh, sort of uh, new media networker as opposed to the business new media. I think, yeah, I think it's definitely a sort of B2C type tool. That's the way I'm looking at it at the, mo- at the moment. So if you own a property that is geographically lo- located, which is probably most of us, and that people come to, then it's good you- for you from a business perspective if you use the tips to sort of promote what you're doing. And yeah. if you're a consumer, you know, a normal client... I don't know whether you're in business or, or private. It's it, it's I suppose arguably useful to to know what's going on where. But mm. I, I I'm struggling a wee bit. I'm, I'm I'm you know having said this, someone will probably come up with. Oh, actually, no, it's a brilliant business to business tool. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I think my my opinion of it is is that you know Twitter was around for a long time before it really got going. Mm. And I mean, I was I was talking on Twitter the other day about because I've used Twitter for a long long time. It used to be that every time someone you follow tweeted, you got a text message, right? So that was how it would work every time. And can yeah. you imagine that now, where you're getting like two or three tweets a second on your feed without mm. if you've got quite a few follow and um, you're following quite a few people? But it used to be that kind of every time someone would tweet, I'd get a text message, and that's not at all how Twitter works now. It's a lot more transitory than that. But um, but yeah, so I think Foursquare is probably in that stage at the moment where. It's a really interesting technology, um, doing some really interesting things, but even itself doesn't quite know what, it, what it's no, trying to do at the moment. It's got to mature. It. And that's kind of my attitude. that I haven't quite sussed out how it would work for me yet. I can see that it can work for businesses, and I think in some cases it's worth employing, but I'm still not quite certain how, how I would use it personally. Well, just as we're about to close off, I'm going to apologise to our listeners now, because for some reason, Kelvin, the quality of your voice has gone all sort of transistor radio-ish. I don't know why. I'm sorry about that, yeah. It's It's probably just the connection adjusting somehow. Well, Kelvin, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll be again, uh, or we'll be back again, uh, same time next week. So it's goodbye from me, Andy White. And goodbye from me, Kelvin Newman. See you next time. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.